You are now listening to the TTP, Titani Talks Parsha, the Sheer, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are now in Sefer Shamos. We've moved from Sefer Bereshis, where it's all about the stories, all about the characters, all about the people, the individuals, and then the formation of the nation. Now we have formed into the nation in Mitzrayim. And of course, the main protagonist now, the main character of the story that unfolds is, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, we meet him, we see that the Jewish people were multiplying and becoming tons and tons and tons of numbers. Par was very nervous. He basically orders infanticide to kill all the baby males. And Shifra and Pua, who the Medrash identifies, according to most commentators, as Yochavid and Miriam, obviously the mom and sister of Moshe himself, they don't follow through with what Paro says, and they say, no, the Jewish ladies, they, they're just too good at it, they're too fast, it's almost like they're they're into this aspect of being able to do it by themselves, they don't need our help or anything like that, and it just the babies just fly out. And Paro just wants them all dead. I guess he had his astrologers, I believe the commentators point out, saying that the Savior was going to be born on a certain date, and he wanted all of the males killed so it wouldn't happen. The ironic thing is that Paro's own daughter is the one that ends up saving the Jewish people's Savior. How ironic, how crazy in that story. When Hashem wants something to happen, he will definitely make it happen. So Moshe Rabbeinu grows up in the palace of the king, and he goes out to see his brethren he doesn't like. He sees that people are fighting and he takes care of one of them and kills them. And then he sees other people fighting and wants to take care of it. And they say, are you going to take care of us? I get to care of the Egyptian. And Moshe Rabbeinu runs away to Midian. And he stays there. He finds his wife, Sipora, and he has his first son, Gershom, because he's a Ger in that nation. And eventually he comes to the burning bush and Hashem reveals himself to him. And Hashem explains to him that he's going to be the Savior, and Moshe and Hashem go back and forth in this Parsha and future Parshios. Moshe is saying that he's not worthy, he doesn't want to do it, find someone else. Eventually, the fact that Moshe will obviously become the Savior of the Jewish people along with his brother Aram when they reunite, God willing, very soon. But it's interesting to see that the Parsha is called Names, and Moshe gives his son a name in this Parsha, and we see that the Jewish people become a lot in name and number. Interestingly, one of the only three things the commentators point out, the Jewish people were able to hold on to so that they wouldn't go into the 50th level of Tumah. There are supposedly 50 levels of Tumah, and the Jewish people went to level 49. Had they went one more level down, it would have been too late. They wouldn't have been savable and redeemable. It would have been too far, too much for them, and it wouldn't have been possible to save them. But they say that the Jewish people kept their names, they kept their clothing, and I believe they kept something else. I forget the other one, but they, they kept their language. I think their language, their clothing, and their names they kept in order to distinguish themselves and, and be different than their neighboring hosts, that of the Egyptians, that of the Mitzrim. So the Jewish people had this in them, to keep their names and to keep their clothing and to keep their language. The language of, of Hebrew, Ivrit, is a beautiful, beautiful language. I'm actually a huge fan of it. Obviously, we all are, but it's um, I'm not really good at it. I used to be much better at it a long time ago when I was in Israel for two years studying in Reishit and Beit Shemesh. It was much more fluent for me. Now I can barely say anything and it just tumbles out. It doesn't really sound so good. I don't know what I'm saying. 
most of the times with things like that. So my wife is much better at the language, but they kept their names and they kept their language. And the question is, what is in a name? We talk about this a lot on uh, the Tani Talks Life show a couple of years ago. The power of a name, God willing, hopefully we'll bring it back again for another episode of the Tani Talks radio, which we do on Monday nights, God willing, live. But the name has the ability to be strong, to be powerful, and to have connotations. We think about the fact that the book, the Sefer, is called Shemos, which is names. The Parsha itself is called names, Shemos. We see Moshe. What name is he given that he identifies by himself, that we identify him throughout the whole Chumash, throughout all of Jewish history? He's not called any other name. He could be called Tuvia because he was good when he was born. The whole house lit up, Rashi points out. It might have been that he was born with a bris milah. It might have been that he was born with special abilities, special powers that people saw. But the name that he's identified by, the name that he goes by is Moshe, because Kimin Hamaya Mishisuhu, the 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 Ama, the Batya, her name was the daughter of Paro. She was, and she might have converted. She might have went to the river to go to be converted to become the the name Batya, which means is Batka, really the daughter of God. She might have been with her maidens in order to be going to the mikvah. Different commentators explain different things, but the name given to Moshe is the name of the the daughter of Paro that she gave to him. I saved you from the river. I saved you from the Nile. You were in a reed basket, a little teva that your parent obviously put you in to try to protect you. It probably didn't smell so good. It was different than the real teva from Noah times because it was put with pitch and tar on the inside and outside probably in order to save it from the waters. The name given is Moshem, Mishisuhu, because he was saved from the water. Isn't that fascinating? The name we identify Moshe all this time, all of Jewish history, is a name given to him by the person that saved him. By his adopted mother, if you will, the daughter of Paro growing up in Paro's palace. Because of the fact that he was saved from the water, that's the name he is given. So every time his name was spoken of, we cannot, we think of the connotation of where it came from, that he was saved by the daughter and he was given a chance to lead, a chance to live. Our names have great connotations. Our names have great meaning. Our names have great ability. We have psukim that are linked to our names also. If we look and we find it in the back of the sitter, it shows us different names and what they stand for, what psukim they're relevant to. My name in Hebrew, obviously the name I go by is Tani. That's my nickname, my preferred name, the name I love to go by. But Hebrew, it's Nasan Mordechai, Nasan Hashem gave a gift of life to me, and Mordechai, which apparently is warrior, according to H.com, connotes the character in the Perm story coming up in a few months from Mordechai, the great Mordechai. In the Perm story, and Nassan also connotes the great prophet Nassan, who was able to give some rebuke to David and Melch with the Bathsheba story. But when I say my psukim, I think of my name, I should think how Hashem gave me a gift, and Hashem gave me the ability to be a warrior, to war, to battle in our lives for the sake of Torah, for the sake of mitzvahs, for the sake of chesed, to be able to make a kiddush Hashem. Internal and external battles, whatever we have inside us, any yates or haras or any midos raos, any bad traits, bad midos we have to work on, that's my own personal battle to work on. And externally, if I'm going to work, I'm going out into the world, how do I battle and show that I'm a soldier of Hashem, upholding the values of Torah, the values of chesed, the value of mitzvahs, even if we are faced with the 
simple thing just to skipping out of work early everyone else is doing it it's a wet it's a battle a warrior has to go about and make sure to uphold the the right answer the right idea and i think of the psukim that connote my name near hashem the candle of hashem is burning to be spoken on the lips and we want to seek it all day how much do we love torah to speak about it all days I'm very involved in speaking and very involved in podcasting, very involved in audio, so it's very apropos. The psukim for me, myself, when we think about a name, when we think about our purpose, we think about our ability and our role in the world. Think about your name. Look at your name from an objective standpoint, your nickname, your English name, your Hebrew name, the psukim that hopefully connote and connect to your name. Your name, your power, it has the ability to give you the strength of character the strength of will you look at your name you look at your pasuk you look at your ability what can you do what can you accomplish in this world think about the name hashem gave you try to live up to the name hashem gave you after 120 years besides for the questions of were you good in business and did you try to have children did you wait for mashiach and questions like that they also ask you did you live up to your name did you live up to your potential were you the best nasan mordechai you could have been they're not going to ask me where you like Rebchad and Salvechik, where you like Moshe Rabbeinu. They're going to say, were you the best Nasan Mordechai you could have been? Were you the best you could have been? Look what you could have done. You could have been involved in podcasting. You could have had shows. You could have affected different things and accomplished different things in this world. We don't want them to show us after 120 years what we could have done. We want them to say, this is what you did do. This is what you did accomplish. So when we think of this Parsha where we meet Moshe and we see his name is Moshe because Mishi Suhu, that Bacha gave him the name. Think about our name, our role, our responsibilities, our abilities in this world. What can we do to contribute to this world, to do good in this world, to make a difference in this world every single day through many, many ways. This has been the TTP Tani Talks Parsha where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.